Hello and welcome to No Helmet Required, the original Cedar Cove podcast, in which I, Auntie Karen, and my two friends, Auntie Sarah and Uncle Brian, provide a play-by-play of each and every episode of the original Hallmark dramatic series, Cedar Cove. Auntie Sarah, Uncle Brian, would you like to introduce yourselves? I would. I am Uncle Brian, and my favorite golden girl is Dorothy. I knew you would say yeah, that. Yeah, I'm such a Dorothy. She's the best. She, I mean, yeah, she's, she's the wonderful. most like most of us, right? Yeah, she is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm Auntie Sarah, and I really like, um, well, I like Dorothy, but I also really like um, Rose. Um... Because lately I've been thinking, like, lately, so I've been watching a lot of Golden Girls recently. Yeah. And whenever I think of having to give empathy to somebody, I immediately hear Rose's voice going, Oh, but honey! (laughs) She does do that! Oh, (laughs) but honey! She does do that. It's okay, honey, just tell us! Or whatever the fuck it is. Yeah, and she puts her hand on them and then goes to get the cheesecake. And then I feel better. Nice. Well, I'm Karen, and my favorite Golden Girls is also Rose. Mm. Uh, Yeah, she loves animals. mm -hmm. She does. Yeah, and she's very literal. (laughs) And, um... And I'm also very literal. Sometimes yeah. my brain is just like that, and so sometimes I don't get jokes, and I sort of think I'm kind of a rose. Aww. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm kind of like all four of them. I well, mean, yeah. that's the thing, I mean, right? I could have the made they a case for any of, any, of yeah, them. any of them being my favorite. Yeah. Yeah. I know, me too. This week, we'll walk you through our synopsis of Season 2, Episode 12, Resolutions and Revelations. Hey, both those words start with R. <laughs> yeah, which, yeah. Are, were there resolutions in Not this? much. Some of the plots, I think. There was maybe a revel. Oh, there was a couple revelations. Yeah, but uh, not a ton of resolution. Okay, guys, we're starting with the G story. Oh, my Again. God. I know. Again. Guys, I was really hoping we wouldn't have to see Ian and Cecilia and their boring-ass oh, storyline, but here we are. Are they trying to kill each other again? Yeah. Do you <laughs> notice I've repeated that line, like, five times? And yet. Yeah. They keep coming back. They keep coming back. Okay, so you remember from the last episode, Cecilia's pregnant, while Ian has asked for a divorce and is now out at sea on a submarine and incommunicado. She's surprisingly perky, though, when she says that she and Justine need to celebrate Justine's getting into grad school. They're walking down Main Street as Justine reminds her that their relationships are in shambles. Wow. (laughs) What is wrong? Like, this friendship is horrible. It's weird. It is it's weird like they just sort of walk around and go to moons and eat things and tell each other stupid things. Oh, yeah. God. It's, what a shitty friendship. It is. It's it's pretty weird. I miss Mary Ellen. Me too. I know. I miss Mary Ellen too. They she, could have had an interesting friendship. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like Justine was more interesting when Mary Ellen was around. I agree. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. <clears throat> Cecilia says there's no way she's telling Ian about the baby. She's a crazy person. Justine's like, no, you had something to hide. Should have hidden it, shouldn't you? Now you're not satisfied with what you're being put through. (laughs) Did Justine turn into Yoda? (laughs) It's defense mode. Oh. (laughs) It's just time to pay the price for not listening to advice. (laughs) For just Uh, in your your youth. 
and a policy, policy of, of truth. God. <laughs> Just kidding. She doesn't say that. <laughs> I was so confused. <laughs> I feel like it's, I feel like my my gas tank is really low right now. And I was like, what is this? <laughs> no, I thought Yoda too for a second. I was like, wait, the rhyming. Those sound so familiar. <laughs> Oh. I was like, what? Mm-hmm. Like, since when does Yoda do Depeche Mode? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, she tells Cecilia to be honest. Be honest, Cecilia. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which she heeds. Later, we see Cecilia walking down Main Street on her phone, trying to reach Ian. On a submarine? Yeah. Why is she doing this on the street? Why no, not I'm calling you at home on the couch? Turns out he won't even take her call. Good I, for like, I hate that woman. I guess the switchboard operator won't put her through? Nope. <laughs> I'm not sure how this works. Operator. Anyway, operator. Cecilia is at Moon's drinking Give milk. Give me a submarine. <laughs> Give me a submarine. I've been trying to reach the submarine all morning and it won't put me through a line. Look here. I am a pregnant woman. <laughs> I'm a pregnant woman. I need to talk to my estranged husband immediately. <laughs> Catherine Hepburn were playing Cecilia. I, 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 I do say. I do, I, I do say. I want a baby. I want a normal family. And I want it now. And I want it with you. We can't afford to go to Hawaii. What nonsense is that? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Hawaii. Hawaii. I haven't said anything about Hawaii. <laughs> Sorry, so, so so Cecilia is at Moon's drinking milk, and apparently she just walks around all day having snacks and running into people. <laughs> I nice work if you can get it. I know, right? It's great. All I do is eat cakes and ice creams, and how did that happen? I don't four know. chili dogs. Four chili dogs. I want five chili dogs. I have yeah. five chili dogs. Five. A, a German chocolate cake and all of the ice creams that you have on the counter. <laughs> yeah. And I want the whole cake. I want the whole cake and I want it now. Not <laughs> Okay, so then Luke shows up and admits that he has already emailed Ian to tell him about the baby. What the shit? Yes. He felt I'm that so gossipy. Ian should know and he wanted Cecilia to hear it from him, from Luke, that he told Ian. Thanks, Luke. Yeah, I know. Apparently, thanks, Team Wolf. Ian emailed Luke back and wanted Luke to pass the message on to Cecilia. I'm dead. Don't contact me anymore. <laughs> Instead Cecilia, of just emailing her, yeah, no. And he, then, but then it gets even weirder. He doesn't yeah. even want that then, amount of contact. And then it was something like, "Well, Luke was like, you should read it now. Like Luke printed, printed it, it out." out. Brought it to her and said, "Well, he he didn't think you should be alone when you read it, so I'm gonna sit what here while you read fuck? it." But then we don't get to hear what it says because. What do you think it says that she shouldn't be alone when she reads it? Yeah, it's probably like. 
I mean, it's bad news, right? It's not like, oh, okay, I'm sorry, I love you, we'll work it out. Uh, yeah, it's gotta be bad news, right? Right? It's like, I'm not human, we're not married, you're a ghost, I live on Mars, never contact me again. Maybe he's dead. When you read this, I'm I am dead. dead. I killed myself. No. No. Um, I am dead. I'm I mean, actually a lizard man. Our baby will be born. Um, one quarter tail. lizard. Yeah. It's like, our, our baby, a.k.a. sea monkey. <laughs> I mean, it's sort of like cliffhangers go... You have a sea monkey. This isn't yeah. very hangy because, like, it's if it said... It's just an email. It's going to yeah. say something. And if it said... And if it was good news... No, you know, we would know it. Right? It's a we know it's not good email. news. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you know, you got to send this to 95 people. Or yeah. else, you're going to die on the second moon of the thing and um, pass it on. Yeah, bitch. Or maybe he wanted Luke to be there because the content of email is, Dear Cecilia, give Luke $20. (laughs) (laughs) Ian wanted me to be here when he was. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. What? Dear Cecilia, give Luke my car and all of my worldly possessions because I am never coming back to that place. What? I'm afraid that this means they're going to be in season three. Oh, God damn it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm horrible. I have no idea. Okay, the F story. Remember last time when Grace found out that Allison was being cyberbullied and uh, she put it all together by, like, going to websites oh and watching God. the evening news? I do. Yeah. Well, and Olivia was like, they can't do that. That's illegal. <laughs> Which shows how much she knows about Teenage Mean Girls. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. It hasn't stopped anyone from This is that. our first glimpse into... Uh, Cedar Cove High School. See, uh, yeah. And I thought, you know, that's what's been missing from Cedar Cove. Scenes in a high school. Yeah. Right, that's exactly. That's what we needed. That's what this show needed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, More scenes in a high school. Allison <laughs> opens her locker to find a bunch of photos of herself with words like loser written, written on them, <laughs> fluttering out and to the ground. Aww. She bends over to pick them up and three mean girls walk up to talk shit. They are in their Sunday best and not carrying backpacks because no one who works on the show has been near a high school in a really long time. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, it's like they're walking around the high school in the, like these church dresses and they're not carrying backpacks or purses or anything. No. What? They don't even you, have you like don't... they don't even have books like with a belt tied around them that they carry around. No. In the 30s? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. None of them is wheeling a little shopping cart with books and binders. I like to call them the Kaylas. The Kaylas? Kaylas. All three of them. them. Are named Kayla. The Kaylas. Yeah, Kayla, Kayla, Kayla. Okay, so the Kayla... What's your damage, Kayla? Yeah. What's your damage? Oh my gosh, it is. Yeah. Okay, so the central mean girl complains that the principal... Kayla P. Yeah, Kayla P. No, Kayla S. Kayla S. Actually. Yeah, Kayla... Yeah. Smith, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Complains that the principal called her mom and now Allison's going to be sorry. Blah, blah, blah. Oh my God. Um, All three of these girls look pretty frail. And I think Allison just needs to take some kickboxing lessons <gasps> and physically scare the bejesus out of them. Yes. And I would pay money to see that. Yeah. Yes. Maybe like rub dog poop into their hair. Whoa. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was just thinking like some, you know, 
basic striking or a... Yeah. Well, that makes a lot more sense. <laughs> but okay. I just thought of, like, the worst thing she's I could possibly take that. think of. She's gonna, yeah, she's gonna study that one martial art where you rub dog poop. <laughs> <laughs> At the dog poop dojo. Oh my god! Dog poop dojo! That is great! It's like kung poop. walking outside the courthouse. Grace has obtained the name of the girl who's been bullying Allison. Yes. It's Kayla Jones. Oh, Jones. Okay. <laughs> I think it's Jones. Jones. Kayla Jones. Yeah. yeah it is. Daughter of a horrible person that Grace and Olivia went to high school with. Oh, of course. Kayla so Jones. So this woman yeah. must have had Kayla pretty late in life because she's the same age as Grace and Olivia whose kids are 27 and 41. Oh, <laughs> that's true. What? Oh my god, you're it's right. It's a miracle, baby Kayla. Yeah. Oh. It's her menopause baby. <laughs> <laughs> menopause. I mean, really, if that isn't the perfect fodder for for cyberbullying a teenager. Yeah. By calling them <laughs> menopause baby. Accident. <laughs> menopause accident baby. Oh my god, that's terrible. Yeah, well, if Allison were thinking, she could retaliate. Yeah, I yeah, know. She she's going to, yeah. you know, she's going to be quick on her feet. So Grace says she's going to go talk to the mom, even though Allison specifically asked her not to. She says she's taking a page from the Olivia Lockhart playbook, which is to ignore people's specific wishes and requests and meddle in their lives anyway. Yes. So we cut to Grace knocking on the door of her old classmate, who is catty and obnoxious and looks like a real housewife of Cedar Cove. She does. Doesn't she? Also younger than Grace. Yeah, like a lot, like 10 years? Yeah, it looks that. Five, seven, ten years. Yeah. Yeah. She, like, Maybe she's just had a lot of work time. Are you gonna, with this five-year-old. Yeah. And she tells Grace she's aged. Yeah. Hello. Yeah, she's super catty, and she's yeah. like, oh. Oh, you got you look, old. You look old. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, she's horrible. Yeah, she says, I know what this is about. You and Olivia sticking your nose in where it doesn't belong. Well, yes. that's true. And she slams the door in Grace's face. And then later, Grace shows up at Olivia's chambers to tell her that Allison never made it to school that morning, oh and no one knows where she oh is. My oh my god! Check the gazebo! Yeah. <laughs> Olivia calls Sheriff Troy, and his peeps are on it. Oh boy. Then they reassure each other that everything's going to be fine, and we'll pick up with Allison again later in the E-story. Alright. So we'll just, yeah, put a pin in it. Yeah, alright. Yeah. Pin in Allison. E-story. <sighs> We found out last episode that Peggy Stalker is indeed Colin McFadden. Yes. An old friend of Bob's <laughs> who has recently returned to Cedar Cove. Bob, however, doesn't know who the stalker is and is getting antsy about it, even trying to contact Roy Sideburn's PI to discern the truth. Which is super awkward because Peggy had already hired him to find out who it is and to keep it from Bob. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this, so the story opens with Roy having lunch with Peggy at the captain's galley. Oh, God. Again, public conversation. They and, eat a lot. Yeah, and filling her in on what Colin's been up to. Yeah. So Colin was in Spokane, and he was arrested for assaulting a woman. Oh, shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Peggy begs Roy to find a way to get Bob to calm down about finding the stalker. Because now Bob's all fired up and wants to know who yeah. it is. At the courthouse, Bob has come to visit Olivia. He says he's worried about Peggy's stalker. He's got Roy Sideburn's PI on the case, <laughs> but once they find out who it is, what can the law do to protect them? 
Oh my god! And then, like, the scene's over without Olivia really... Aren't there, like, five Vanity Fair articles that he can read to, like, answer that very question? They didn't get Vanity Fair. Oh, yeah. yeah. I guess not. Yeah. Modern maturity. Modern maturity. <laughs> <laughs> the AARP magazine. Yes. Oh, my God. Um, Bob and Peggy meet up on Main Street, you know, like you do. Yeah. Uh, he has an errand to run in Cooperton, but has called <gasps> their good friend... Colin McFadden to come over and help her get ready for the no. next guest at the time and time. <gasps> no! She says, no thanks, but you know that's not going to be good enough. Yes. Back at the time and tide, Peggy's folding linens when we see Colin has shown up to help. No. And won't take no for an answer. What the fuck? He touches her arm and she flinches. Yeah. Right then, who walks in but Allison? She wants to know if she can stay there and Peggy says, of course. Colin wanders around. It's not clear if he's left the premises. Yeah, he just starts sort of starts like, wandering room to room. Yeah, and you're just like, what? Someone yeah. needs to tell him to leave and yeah, close the door. It's not, yeah. Then we see Peggy has made Allison an iced tea and is sitting with her. Allison tells her that Liam asked her out, but Kayla likes him. Kayla J. Yeah, Kayla. <laughs> um, <laughs> Kayla J. Kayla J. And has started harassing her via tweets, posts, calls, etc., Publishing yeah, she's got a lot of time on her pictures hands. of her changing but in the then locker it gets real. room. Yeah, this is um, scary shit. Here. Then making a fake dating profile <gasps> to get strange men to ask her out. Oh, that's horrible. like calling her. Like, like calling gave her. her. Like put her phone number on the fake dating profile. Oh, that's yeah. Awful. And like pictures like of her naked in the locker room. It's really gross. Like, oh, that's yeah. Oh, yeah, this gets real. Yeah. She's this crying. Gets real. And Peggy is sitting and giving silent empathy. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. Allison says she feels trapped. And then Peggy tells her she's not alone and that the law is on her side. And she's <sighs> reminded of someone long ago who was also hurt and stayed silent about it. She says, please take the first step to stand up for yourself. And you can tell that she is probably talking about herself and maybe she's even inspired to finally stand up to Colin McFadden. Mm. Oh, my God. And then Grace must have gotten a text from Peggy because she shows up at the time and tide congratulating Allison on her decision to press charges, which I guess is now a thing. Yeah. Then cut to Bob meeting Roy Sideburn's PI by the water. Roy has decided to tell Bob that the stalker is Colin. He justifies this by saying that he's not breaking confidentiality since Bob hired him too. <laughs> That's not how it works. What? No. Uh, I mean, I... Uh, I don't know. I, I I suppose I'm not against him actually telling Bob um, for Peggy's safety, but yeah. But it is, I think, not. That's yeah. not. How it is fraud. It. It, yeah, it's not his um, ethics. And he says there's much, much more to the story, which we don't get to hear because the scene ends. Yeah. Um, and then we're gonna. I'm gonna breathe the rest of the F story in here because it all kind of comes together. Um, next, we see Kayla's mom on the couch in Olivia's chambers. Meeting with Rebecca Jennings, Esquire ADA. Yes. And of course, Grace and Olivia. Rebecca explains the charges and shows Kayla's mom the evidence. Olivia says it's serious and Kayla is in trouble. And then they argue about the cycle of bullying. Uh, Kayla's mom. Do you remember her name, Kayla's mom? Is it like Sharon or. I don't, uh, I don't remember. Whatever. Anyway, she says that Olivia's the bully. Ooh. And then Olivia's like, you were always a bully, and now you've taught your daughter to be a bully, and the cycle of bullying is continuing, Jesus and Christ. now we're going to stop the cycle <laughs> of bullying. And then Olivia says, you can take your, you can work with the ADA, or take your chances in court. 
Oh my god. Yeah. So, uh, but then we find that this has all had a profound effect on Peggy, because back at the time in Tide, Peggy is returning home with shopping bags. How long is this day? Like, she was shopping, then she was home, and then she was shopping again. And all this time, Colin's just been wandering around her room at the museum. Yeah, it just goes on and on. (laughs) And then, here's Colin looming at the front door. No. Peggy steals herself and delivers a speech to him about what a horrible person he is for betraying her and betraying Bob. She says, 20 years ago, when Bob hit rock bottom, how could you? And then she says he attacked her, and she tried to forget it, but she can't. She walks towards him, pushes him out the front door, and slaps him so hard he falls to the ground. Holy moly! She tells him to get out of her life, or to stick around and be here when she tells Bob the truth. She says, you have no power over me anymore. Then she closes the door and exhales. All right. So, so if you... There's, yeah. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, so there's some... Okay. So her, the di- and she swallows this dialogue like you barely hear it. Yes. But twenty years ago, when Bob hit rock bottom, how could you? So it sounds to me like Bob was in a bad place. Yes. Right. He was just drinking too much. Yep. Colin was supposedly like gonna help somehow. Yep. And then he ends up forcing himself on Peggy, and then she doesn't tell Bob about it because he's in this alcoholic stupor. Right. And then as he's recovering. She doesn't tell him because she doesn't want to make things worse or upset him even more. Yes. Or she's, like, not yeah. sure it wasn't her fault or, you know, whatever. Right? Yes. Yeah. Is that? Yes. Does that yeah. make sense? Is yeah. that what yeah. happened? Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, that's yeah. why Bob didn't know about it? Yeah. yeah. Because he was drinking? Yes. Yeah. But then I'm also realizing that the timeline is weird because he came home from Vietnam, like... All problematic, right? He yes. came home from Vietnam, like suffering. Yeah, maybe he had PTSD. There's yeah. been right. some allusion to that, with the and alcohol. then self-medicating with alcohol. Okay, but, but for twenty years. But like, when did he come home from Vietnam? Yeah, in I the mean, 70s. 76 or seventy-seven. What if okay. it was a POW? Oh, oh. Then it could have been a lot longer. But they would have said that. Well, you never know. That might come up in season three. Yeah. Yeah, the well, timeline does seem off, right? But so, but so for tw- so, that means that he got sober years. within the last twenty years. Oh my god, he was he was drinking in the nineties. So if he so yeah. this happened in the so 90s? then was he like, yeah? So this happened uh, in the nineties. So then he was like with her and terrible super for twenty years. Messed up for twenty years. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Right, like from the seventies to the nineties, he was suffering and self medicating, and and Peggy just dealt with that. For 20 years? With pies? And she's, like, trying to bake pies and have a and b Oh, my God. Or maybe this B&B is, like, a more recent thing. I don't know. But, yeah. and just see, it was just like, whoa. Yeah, I right. mean, I felt like the way that they talked about it before was like, oh, he came home from Vietnam. <clears throat> I knew a they, young man who had a drinking problem. Right. Right? He was a young man. Not a 40-year-old with a drinking problem. <laughs> <laughs> a 45-year-old? Yeah. So, right. like... I kind of was picturing, like, I don't know, three, four, five years of issues, mm-hmm. and then he got he got, got some healing, yeah. and then he's been sober for, like, I was thinking he'd been sober for, like, at least 30 years. Yeah. Yeah. Like, not uh, you're right. 15, or... It's just weird. <sighs> yeah. Anyway, I guess, we should, is all I guess we shouldn't overthink it. Well, on that note, I have three 
ways to overthink this scene. Yes, or please. Three, three things to say about this scene. Yes. One is, um, there's the moment when he's inside the doorway, he's coming in, and she's starting her speech, um, that she should have, uh, like, it felt like the right moment for her to just, like, pull a gun and shoot oh, him. Oh, yeah. And yeah. if she had killed him right there while he was standing inside her house as she was doing her speech... Like, there's no way a jury would have convicted her. Oh, like, no. she should have killed him right then. Yeah. It would have been great. Number one. Number <laughs> two, um, there's a moment toward the end of the speech where she's framed in the doorway in the shot, mm -hmm. um, and it's her, and she's coming to the climax of her speech, and the light is getting brighter because she's in the doorway, and they have a wind machine, so it starts blowing her hair a little because yeah. um, she's in her full sort of powerful goddess mode, and oh, it is yeah. fantastic. It was great. Um, Barbara Niven. Yeah, she's great. Like, she's great. Uh, yeah. We love you, Barbara. Yeah, we do. And then number three, I think it, I think it's really interesting that at no point, is, even in her speech or in any place in this plot, did did they say rape? Like, did, yeah. was the yeah. R word used? That's, and that's I wonder, what is that I also a thought Hallmark that was, thing? Like that is they that don't a use that, They thing? don't use that word. Or is that she's not choosing to? Like, why is? Yeah. It's like too gritty or too. Yeah. Yeah. It's like not being able to talk about abortion on TV. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I was very... Rape I, is too strong. It has to be... Um, I was... Like when she says, you attacked me. Like, I feel yeah. like a different word feels yeah, more appropriate attacked. there. They, like, they said he assaulted a woman right. in yeah. Portland, which yeah. could be anything. Right. Could be anything. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah it, it's problematic. Yeah, it's really strange, I thought. Yeah. Um, it's the unsayable. I guess. And, that which and so Peggy's be been dealing with this for 20 years. Yeah. And Bob not knowing. Yeah. Oh, poor Peggy. Well, this is the stuff that soap operas are made of. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, in the next scene, Bob... Oh. You know what? Before I go on to that, I also really liked that she didn't need someone to come home and yes. rescue her from Colin. Yes. That she, she basically, like, she was so fired up and so confident yeah. in her truth that he, like, literally had to back up away from her yeah. because her energy was so big. I, I liked yeah, that. I it liked it, too. I was And totally I didn't mind that she slapped him and he fell to the ground because I, did, I didn't mind that. No, that was, that like, was that's awesome. Fine. Yeah. It was great. Beat him down. Yeah. Yeah. All right. In the next scene, Bob is rushing home to the Time and Tide because he's just found out the news yes. from Roy Seiburn's PI, and yes. he has literally sent Colin McFadden over there to help her. Oops. Yeah. Oops. To find Peggy sitting peacefully in the living room. Uh, he asks if Colin is there, and she says he's gone. He swallows her up in a huge hug, and all is well. Um, and I, I, in my notes, I say I feel the story is very much glossed over. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it feels like it. I mean, I feel... I'm also a little uncomfortable with her tying... With her... Her tying her rape to how dare you do this to Bob? Sorry, that's what I was Oh. 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 <laughs> yeah, they, oh, that's like, really interesting too. Right, yeah. yeah it was it wasn't how could just you do this to Bob. Right. It's not me, but Bob. Yeah, when could Bob you? when Bob was at his lowest. When Bob was at his you? lowest, how could you? Yeah. Yeah. 
I mean, I'm also feeling uncomfortable about her connecting it to using about her talking about her story as a way of convincing um, Allison, Allison to press charges and sort of her feeling bad or guilty or um, equating those because right. Becky knows or should have known, I assume, how how the law may not have helped her. Yeah, like, had she exactly. actually reported it or tried yeah. to press charges, that right. could well have not... That may yeah. not have gone well, right? Like, right. there would have been a whole thing looking into her sexual history and, like, mm-hmm. did she lead him on and all that mm-hmm. sort of, oh, you know... Oh, he said, pre- she said. Yes, he said, she said. Really... Like, the yeah. law may you be an answer for Allison and cyberbullying right now. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah. oh, but she, you can't... Don't... Yeah. yeah. It's. It, she probably had it really good been reasons. the same for her. She probably yeah. had really good reasons for being silent. Yeah. Maybe not since Bob got sober and she still didn't tell him. Yeah. That's a problem, but. Yeah, but. Yeah. yeah. Whew. All right. All right. Well, let's move on. Are you guys ready to move on? Yeah, that yeah. got serious. Whew. Okay, D story. Uh, last time we met Alex's unsavory boyfriend, uh, who would be riding against Cliff in the bull riding competition <laughs> oh, yeah. at the Hugh. rodeo. Shaggy Hugh. <laughs> Shaggy Hugh. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm picturing him as like Shaggy the. Yes. The <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh wait, no, that's. His... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's not Shaggy, that's Curly. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. All right. Um, So this story, the D story, opens with Hugh, Shaggy Hugh, taunting Cliff and calling him an old man who should have stayed retired. Yeah. Yeah, man. Turns out he's jealous of Cliff's relationship with Alex. Cliff explains she's his employee and friend, nothing more. But if he doesn't treat her right, he's going to have more to deal with than a giant bull. Oh. Oh, boy. I guess Cliff is a little protective of Alex. Yes. Then Alex later shares with Cliff that she's just broken up with the boyfriend for being a dick. And that he's part (laughs) of a long pattern of dicks that don't treat her well. (laughs) Jesus. Yeah. Cliff offers condolences and asks if there's anything he can do. And she says, yeah, beat the snot out of him on that bull. Man, she broke up with him quickly. Yeah, it was really fast. And the whole time this conversation is happening, the boyfriend is sitting like 20 feet away in the bleachers, like like, shooting murderous looks at the bull. (laughs) And and they're sort of looking at him while they're having this conversation. Like they're trading these sort of angry looks. Super weird. So awkward. <laughs> and I, was I, like, with him. I oh, felt yeah. like beat the snot out of him was just sort of a weird, like anachronistic thing to say. Beat yeah. the snot out. I mean, who even who says that? Beat Old the people. snot out of him. Old people. It should have been like kick his fucking ass. Yeah. Yeah. Or just kick his ass. Yeah. Or just beat yeah. or, or beat him down. Or but beat the snot out of him. That's like yeah. No, that's stupid. Alex wouldn't say that. No, she no she she's wouldn't. way too cool to say that. All right. Then we don't actually get to see any bull riding because we cut immediately to the announcement of Cliff as the champion. What? We didn't even get to see a stunt double ride a bull. Dumb. Which is fine with me. I hate rodeos. 
That's true. Um, then Alex runs up to him to congratulate him, and in the heat of the moment, in front of God and everyone, plants a big kiss on his lips. Uh oh. But then she's immediately mortified, and he is literally carried off by the crowd. <laughs> For being the champion. Whoa. He's a hero. Wow. Rodeo hero. Rodeo hero. (laughs) And then in a later scene. (laughs) In the Sammy Hagar music. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. Of this scene. They in a later scene they're talking and she apologizes for the kiss. And she admits that she has feelings for him. And then right then, Grace shows up. Of course. But she's kind of like far away. Like, it doesn't seem like she was close enough to hear the conversation. No, she's at a misunderstanding distance. <laughs> <laughs> Just like in the music video. Yeah. Exactly. Does at one point just put the palm of her hand on Cliff's chest? Oh, don't do that! Kind of while she's saying, "Don't do that." And then, and then they look over and see Grace, and Grace is looking at them, and then they all stare at each other with some folksy music playing in the background. And they cut back; they slice back (laughs) into this like two more times of them just all standing there looking at each other awkwardly, like they're frozen in time. Yeah. At a, at a distance of misunderstanding, yes, as is. Uncle Brian said. <laughs> That's the Sammy Hagar ballad that comes next. Right. Distance of misunderstanding? Duh. Yeah. <laughs> that might be a little too sophisticated. Yeah, maybe not Sammy Hagar. All right. You guys ready for the sea story? Oh, yeah. probably. Okay, if you remember in the last episode... Eric was strolling down an abandoned dock <laughs> when one of Warren's business associates, Dick Turnbull, cruises up alongside him in a dark sedan. Well, apparently he got kidnapped and taken to a nice restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> that was slightly unexpected. Yeah. Uh, Man, he's a lucky kid. Maybe it was gay cruising. Gay maybe cruising! Maybe thought that Dick Turnbull <laughs> was going to like, it was like a, a, a like, he was picking him up. Violence thing, but maybe he was cruising the shipyards, yeah. cruising the docks yeah. for, a sailor boy. for a sailor boy, and then he takes him out to dinner. Oh, oh my god, Eric is a rough trade. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say, like, lucky Eric. Sounds he's going to get wined and dine. Yeah. Well, but... I mean, Eric is sort of a kept boy, right? Yeah, he uh, is. Yeah, Already, so we've been talking out. about this. Yeah. Oh, this is hot now. Right, but uh, Eric is Warren's sex slave. He just doesn't know it yet. He doesn't. Okay. Now he's dick. (laughs) (laughs) Eric looks like a hostage staring at his food, (laughs) while Dick Turnbull enjoys a steak and a glass of wine. Eric says he's too nervous to eat. About right. He tries to reassure Eric, and Eric says, okay, as long as it's not my last meal, to which Dick Turnbull responds with a knowing look. Oh my god. Mm-hmm. He's like, I'm going to eat you later. Yeah. Yeah, with some fava beans and <laughs> <laughs> Later, Eric has come to the Chronicle to ask Jack for advice. Ooh, he confides ooh. that Dick Turnbull took him to dinner and asked a lot of questions about Warren's second set of books that he keeps from his partners. Oh. What the shit is yeah. the stupidity? Jack gets judgy gets about stupider. the fact that Eric didn't immediately quit when he found out about the second set of books that he keeps from his partners. Duh. 
But Eric pleads that it's a good job, good money, good experience. He's such a fucking dumbass. He's such a fucking dumbass. And Shit. <laughs> oh my god. But there's a good job. Who's the good job? Like, you have a lot of money. Yeah. I'm going to jail. Good jail. It's going to be a good experience when I go to work at some other crooked establishment. <laughs> okay. Oh my god. So, you Jack. You gotta write me a recommendation from prison. <laughs> uh, Jack says that none of that is worth working for a crook and he should get out immediately. Too late for that. Cut to Dick Turnbull accosting Warren. During his outdoor coffee. Uh, so Warren's like sitting outside, you know, he's sipping his coffee. Uh, Dick grabs an outdoor folding chair, turns it around, and straddles it, no leaning into that. Warren's face. Oh. That's how you that's how you pinch your genitals with a folding chair <laughs> folding in on itself. <laughs> It's not a good idea. No! Probably shouldn't be no, putting your should... business right there. No! <laughs> no. It's terrible. It's your <laughs> Okay. By the way, Warren is wearing a blue striped shirt and a magenta tie with flowers on it, and it really, really does not go. No. Uh, uh, Dick Turnbull, by contrast, is head-to-toe pewter. <gasps> what? Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's intense. Like silver gray suit, silver gray shirt, silver gray tie. Silver gray hair. Yeah. So who's wearing the power suit now? Oh! Yeah. Anyway. straddling a folding chair. Yeah. Wow. He's wearing special underwear to protect his business. <laughs> anyway, Warren's like, what are you doing here? Dick says, <laughs> what are you, <laughs> what are you, doing, what are you, you doing here? What are you doing Dick says, I guess it's true. There's no honor among thieves. <gasps> Honors for saps, Warren says. Oh, <laughs> oh God. Warren. <laughs> Good for you, Warren. Yeah, Dick accuses him of skimming money, and then they banter a little. And finally, Dick says, If I get proof that you're in business with the FBI, I'm going to sever more than just our business ties. <gasps> I'm going to crack your nuts. Uh-huh. Warren tries to be cool, but he looks deeply terrified. <laughs> yes. Then Eric and Warren are meeting outside Moon's. In- was it in that conversation with Dick that yeah. it came out that it's money laundering? Oh, yeah. yeah oh, yeah. Yeah, I guess Warren they just came like, out and I said, like, money, I, I wash that money nice yeah, and clean or yeah, something. Yeah, exactly. So, like, you need me. I'm the one that washes your money. Yeah. Blah, so blah, blah. Money laundering. Like, we yeah. speculated. You yeah, need yeah. me. I don't need you. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Then Eric and Warren are meeting outside Moons, and Warren says they have to talk, and it's safer to do it in Cooperton. Oh, my God. Outdoors, in public, but in Cooperton. Right. Eric claims that he tried to answer Dick Turnbull's questions without revealing anything, but if he did, he's really sorry. <laughs> oh my god. Warren tells him to shut up, which... He Eric, asked me what my chest looks like. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> he asked me what kind of underwear I wear. Yeah. <laughs> he wanted to know where I wax. Sorry. Then Warren... I'm stuck on Sorry. <laughs> Warren reveals that he is working for the FBI, and the second set of books and all that is for the FBI's case on his associate back east. So Eric's like, great, so you're not skimming money off the top. And Warren's like, no, of course I am. Everyone does that. (laughs) Which I like. Yeah, I like that too. You know? 
Brennan Elliott, the actor who plays Warren, is just, he's really quite good. Yeah, he and he's having fun. Yeah. I think he's I enjoy fun. him. Yeah. I do too. Yeah. Yeah. I never think, other than Jerry the imaginary character, I think yeah. he's my favorite. Oh, yeah. You do love Warren. I, yeah. I love Warren. Yeah. Um, he says, when he was arrested, he saw the light and wanted to help Scout's honor, and I really was a scout. True story. <laughs> oh, my God, I love Warren. <laughs> he, yeah, he had fun with this scene. Yeah. Oh, I enjoyed it. He shares that he's trying to put Dick Turnbull away, and Eric can help. Oh, oh my God, Eric! You dumb that's Eric. all Eric wants. Dumb, he wants dumb, to put dumb, on his dumb, big dumb, boy dumb, pants dumb. and help. Yeah. What a dipshit! I'm Eric not gonna meddle. Is I guess just sort of running around Cedar Cove because next he runs into Rebecca having a tête-à-tête with Jack. Uh oh. He confronts both of them for meddling, and Jack starts explaining money laundering to him. <laughs> Oh, he's mansplaining money laundering to his own idiot son. Yeah. He probably needs it. Though. Well, I mean, to be fair, Eric probably has no idea. Yeah. 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 Eric then tells them both that Warren is working for the FBI. Yeah. And that's what out loud, yeah. in public, on a patio, he's in signing, and, and he says that the account he's signing on isn't even real. What a dipshit! Yeah. Uh, I have in my notes, pretty sure this is how... Ships sink, Eric. Loose yeah. lips and all. <laughs> yeah, he says this on an outdoor patio. Yeah. In public. Yeah. BT Dub Warren's working for the FBI. Yeah. Yeah. Rebecca rolls her eyes and mutters to herself that Eric can't possibly be this dense. <laughs> and yet, and yet, and, and yet. yet, and yet. Eric gets all belligerent and says he can't trust them because Jack hates Warren and Rebecca's dating him. Uh-oh, Oscar she, the Grouch eyeballs. Uh-huh. She corrects him that they dated, past tense, and says she's just trying to help. And I don't know if having sex with somebody with a paper bag over their head <laughs> qualifies as I, dating. I oh, no, that, no, that, no, she that she's... Yeah, she had oh. Yeah. I don't think she had to put a bag over Warren. No, so. I'm sure that was fine. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'm sure that was fine. <laughs> yeah, he's not unattractive. No, he's not. No. no. I, mean, I mean, he's like ten times cuter than Eric. Oh, my oh, God. That sure. googly-eyed, long-banged moron. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Eric says he even <laughs> talked to the FBI agent Warren is in cahoots with and verified his story. Uh-huh. Famous last words. Warren's taking care of everything, including me. Ah! <laughs> I even talked to the FBI agent. He said his name was Lauren Waggett. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, and he's Eric. from the FBI. Yeah, I got his number from Warren. Yeah. <laughs> and then Warren disappeared while we talked. <laughs> and then Warren came back. And then back. he came back. <laughs> so cut to Warren's office with his fecal arts magazine cover on the wall. Telling Eric, quote, it all goes down tonight. <laughs> Dick Turnbull thinks he's getting paid, but he's really getting five to ten. Oh! Oh, yeah. What, does this, is it worth it to, like, put some, uh, someone away for five years? Because when they get out... They're going to be pissed. They're going to take revenge on you. Especially if he's this big fish that yeah, they talk yeah, like about. This big, like this crime boss on yeah, East Coast gonna Crime Boss. Yeah, he's going to get revenge on him before... Yeah, before all he even goes East, to jail. East yeah. Coast... Yeah! He can do it from jail. Yeah. They're all going into WITSEC. Yeah. Witness protection. Thank you for explaining that to me the other time. Oh, yeah. Because I didn't know that that before. Yeah, they're going into that. So, when Warren says this, Eric looks like he's going to Disneyland. (laughs) Guys, maybe he's going to wear a wire. (laughs) (laughs) Later, 
Jack storms into Warren's office and says, You may have snowed my son, but I see right through you. Anything happens to him, and I will hold you personally responsible. You may have snowed my idiot son. Warren says, <laughs> Warren says, It's not my fault your son likes me more than you. That he wants to walk in my shoes and not your bargain basement writer shoes. You know how Burr. bargain basement those writer oh, shoes writer are. Shoes. Writers. Yeah. Oh, they're so low. Shoes. So low class. Stupid shoes. Um, it's pretty sad when you think about it, he says. <laughs> <laughs> this was like such a great scene. It was. <laughs> Jack says something vaguely threatening and walks out. And then later, we see Rebecca on her phone in her car trying desperately to get a hold of Eric. Uh-oh. But where is Eric? He is wandering into a dark warehouse <laughs> for, I suppose, a sting operation. Oh, what an idiot! The door shuts behind him ominously, and his hello echoes in the apparently empty hello. building. Hello! Oh, sorry. Hello? 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 hello. Um, I'm here for the sting. Then he turns to find Dick Turnbull abruptly standing there. Uh-oh. He says, you know Warren set up this meeting to give me my money. What you don't know is that he also promised to deliver the source of the leak. <gasps> and then he looks, like, right at Eric. Uh, Eric looks appropriately terrified, and interspersed with this scene is Warren clearing out a safe in his office. See ya. Yep. He's Cut. off to Bermuda. Cut to Dick Turnbull stuffing Eric in the back of a car and driving away. <laughs> well, yeah. Yep. Basically. Yeah. Sounds like Eric is fish food now. Yeah. Yes. Pro- probably. <laughs> Great. I'm okay and, with that. Yeah, yeah it's then, fine. And then I envision Warren getting off of the airplane in a tropical location, walking yeah. down a crowded market place. With a Panama uh, hat. The Panama, Panama hat. hat. Oh, for sure. Who's waiting for him in his me- all metallic suit? <gasps> oh, Dick Turnbull. Hell yeah. And he kills him right there. Turns Shoots him, him with a silencer. soup. Oh. Oh, he eats him? Just like in the silence uh, yeah, of the yeah, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. He's eating everybody. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. He's like Pac-Man. He did say he would sever more than his business ties. <laughs> arm, 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 Oh, that's true. He did yeah. say yeah. that. Chomp, yeah. chomp, chomp. Yeah. Finger fries. <laughs> okay. B story. Uh-huh. Okay. Oh, All right. I know who this is. In the very last scene of the last episode, yeah. Justine and Luke are coming home from the Navy formal ball. Barf! Oh, kill geez. me with a stale when cheeseburger. Who is there for a surprise visit? Stale cheeseburger. Seth too. Oh, God. God. So the show opens in the very next moment when Justine, instead of brushing into his arms and covering him with kisses, she says, Seth too. What are you doing here? What are you doing here? To which he rightly replies, Nice to see you too. Yeah. His jaw tightly set to stave off the tears. Oh my god. Luke is standing there with his cap in his hand. Like, Like (laughs) leave it in the car. It's attached to his wrist. So weird the way he carries it around. Seth too extends his arm for a handshake and Luke obliges warmly saying, I've heard a lot about you. Has he? To which Seth too replies, Yes. And I've heard absolutely nothing about you. <gasps> oh, snap. Justine. Justine. Justine hasn't told Seth to, 
about any of her PTSD work or grad school or the thrift store or the Teen Wolf or anything. <laughs> I think that's a sign. Yeah. Just, so, can you imagine her letters to him if she didn't? Couldn't yeah, talk that's what about I'm wondering. Like, things? what did she say? I wore a salmon-colored T-shirt today, <laughs> and I like the way my boobs look in it. I got your boobs. <laughs> they feel fine for now. <laughs> they feel fine for now. I'm still trying to figure out what I wear with them. Mostly. I just lie on the couch with two packs of frozen peas on my chest. <laughs> so, Nothing much happened to you. I haven't really been Nothing doing much of anything. <laughs> just me. I did not go to the thrift store. I did not talk to a PTSD veteran. I did not take him to the beach. I did not write in my journal at the beach. I did not kiss him at the dock. I did not take him to some lady's house and read her letter from her dead husband. <laughs> yeah, like what What does she have to say if she's not telling him this? Nothing. Anyway, Justine is shamed and the three of them stand around awkwardly. Uh, Luke leaves and Seth too says he's staying at his friend Derek's house tonight. Sounds great. She protests weekly, but he's pretty sure he doesn't want to stay with her at Olivia's. No, of and course not. You would think they would at least have maybe a conversation? Yeah, like... Like, so, who I, let's like, talk about... Who was that? Who was that, that guy? What's going on? But no, he just yeah. leaves. And she doesn't feel the need to explain anything. She doesn't even try. No. Yeah. The next morning, Justine is fresh as a daisy in a beaded cardigan. And Olivia's <laughs> all oblivious and like, how is the benefit? Which... She was probably sleeping. I mean, you would think they so came back pretty late. Seth too was standing, was standing in the, in the Yeah. What? <laughs> right? Ew. Where was she? Oh, that's true. She well, wasn't at Jack. See you later. No, she wasn't I'm just going to go upstairs poker and go night? Good night. Poker night with, with Tony. Sexy DA. Maybe she was at poker night with DA. Tony. All right. Um. Anyway, she's like, how is the benefit? Justine admits that Seth is back, and she didn't tell him about Luke, and he didn't take it well. And then Olivia says, don't keep anything else from him. Love conquers a lot, but never dishonesty. Uh, what the shit? Foreshadow, 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 what foreshadow, is, foreshadow. What is this crap? Just tell your daughter to suck it up, break up with this guy for once and for all, and move on with her life. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. Then Justine reveals that she got into grad school. <laughs> Oh, okay. Great timing, Justine. Yeah. And then uh, (laughs) Olivia says something dumb like, I believe Jack would call that burying the lead. Yeah. Oh, boy. Next we see Seth, too. I'm not sure that's true, though. Nah, yeah, that really doesn't seem to be the lead here at all. No, I think the lead is. No Seth one cares about grass. He grad was in our house. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> why he was just in our house? Why was he night? just standing yeah. there with his duffel bag while Olivia yeah. was upstairs sleeping? Because yeah. <laughs> it's this is a another scene that's basically an episode of The Sims. Mm. Yes. Yeah. She's sleeping and snoozing with her like little zzzies in you yep. know in her thinking whatever, and he's down there fuming with like bright red negative signs over yep. his head. Yeah. So next we see Seth too sauntering angrily down Main Street. <laughs> he has contrived to, quote, run into Luke Bailey coming out of the paint store and loading up his truck. 
Paint store. Paint store. Yeah. He comments that it's nice to know Luke doesn't wear a uniform all the time. What? Did he think that's observation. something that happens? Yeah. Because he's an idiot. Said so it's what you'd expect. Uh, then he says the uniform is an unfair advantage. What? Pretty funny because Luke's main advantage is that he lives in Cedar Cove. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, basically. <laughs> and he's a lot better looking. And he's he's, he's a lot cute. He's yeah. super cute. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, his wolf powers are awesome. <laughs> his power. Basketball powers. He can jump a powers. lot higher than sub two. Yeah. 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 And dunk. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so then Seth too confronts him about taking his girlfriend out on a date. Luke uh, says ever. she was just doing him a favor and if he wants more information to talk to Justine. I think that's a fair point. Yeah. Yes. Why is Seth too bringing this up with Luke? Go talk to your supposed girlfriend, you block of cheese. I know, this is so, oh, so patriarchal, right? It's so, like, yeah. Let's not actually gonna... talk to Justine at all. Let's, like, let's... The men will figure out who Justine gets to go with. In front right. of the paint store. Yeah, in front of the paint store. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. By by the back of the truck. Luke's truck, yeah, I guess. Exactly. Or, or maybe it's All right, let's truck. settle it. Who's Justine going to be with? I right. I don't know. Ask Justine. Seriously. <laughs> <sighs> then Seth, too, gets an angry look and says, I'm taking it up with you. Why? Which is a bad idea because Luke is ripped and emotionally unstable. <laughs> <laughs> The scene fades to black, but immediately opens again. No! And now their body language has shifted, and Seth, too, is confiding to Luke that he could tell something was changing between them, but he didn't know what. Luke tells him it's not what he thinks. She helped him with his PTSD, which helped her discover that she wanted to go to grad school. I want to help people all the time! Yeah, and In all that of blackout, this, they, like, drank two beers. Yeah, right? Because like, then they're just standing there oh at the back of the truck, and, like, Seth is pouring his heart out. Yeah. And then all but, of this is front-page news to Seth, too. She has never told him any of this. Yep. What? As far as we can see, Luke and PTSD and grad school has eclipsed any other interests she ever had, including art and fish. <laughs> <laughs> Seth too is astounded. Well, it's Seth too. Yeah, yeah. Ugh. I know. Later, Seth too is still out and about when he spots Justine. He comes walking up to her slowly, and I thought with some vulnerability. Justine and Seth too stare at each other. He says he went to see Luke, and now he wants to hear her side of it. She admits she kissed Luke, but it didn't mean anything. But you guys, oh, Luke shit. didn't say anything about no, the kiss. He sure so this didn't. is the first Seth too is hearing about it. Yeah. And he flips out, but the scene ends. We don't actually know what more is said, if anything. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Now, Justine is in Olivia's chambers. I'm wondering if Olivia gets any work done there ever. <laughs> like, people are just visiting her it's in her like chambers the like, office, right? all day long. Yeah. Yeah. Or it's like... It's like in um, in Peanuts where Lucy has the sign. Yeah, advice, five cents. Advice, yeah. five cents. Yeah, it's yeah. like, that's basically what Olivia is, except it's like, got more furniture. Yeah. Yeah, and a big desk. Um, and she's complaining about how mad Seth 2 is. Olivia says, this isn't about Seth 2. It's about how ever since you were a little girl, you were bringing home wounded creatures trying to make them better. Oh my God. After dead Jordan died, that need in you grew. And it's what drew you to Warren, Seth too, and Luke. You lose yourself in men. And maybe it's time you break that pattern. Lady, maybe this was advice you should have given your daughter 15 to 20 years ago. <laughs> before she turned 45. <laughs> 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 this is so fucking... Like, no shit! Oh. Uh, yeah. 
Yeah. I... I By the way, what the hell happened to her dad? Yeah, he's, he's just not around Who at all. Who the hell is Falcon Hair? Yeah, Falcon Hair is gone. Stan. Gone! Yeah. yeah, we don't even hear about him anymore, really. Nope. nope. Stan no. doesn't exist anymore. I know, he made such a big deal last season about repairing his relationship with Justine. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and... Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Then Justine says, You and Jack are so perfect and honest and easy with each other. I hope I can have that someday. Foreboding. Oh, you can. <laughs> <laughs> you just need to get yourself your yeah, own Jerry. Yeah. But will uh, Olivia reveal what she's really feeling? Oh, no. no. Of course not. Is she going to get that constipated look on her face? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Justine says thanks and flounces out. Apparently, all she needed was some amateur psychoanalysis. Yes. Jesus. Yeah. Cut to Seth, too, in a pink V-neck t-shirt, staring out Olivia's view from her backyard when Justine comes up behind him. They both apologize. He's sorry he left. He's sorry he came back. He says he can see that she wants to be with Luke. She tries to deny it, but he says it's at least a little true. Then he says, look, I gave up a lot for you. I came back here, (laughs) sold my boat. Oh my god. Bought a restaurant. <laughs> That's not totally true, by the way. Yeah. Um, Trying to take out a personal loan. Yeah. All so we could be together. I gave you a ring and asked you to be my wife. It's time for you to do something. There are grad schools in Alaska. <gasps> I checked. I checked too! Did you find the one in Anchorage? Yes, it looks like Fairbanks might have a program too. Which is like, but the Fairbanks one is like only a BA. Oh, It's not yeah, a master's. That makes sense. So Wait, in what? MSW. It, yeah, oh. social work. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh my god. Uncle Brian, you're the best. No, you are. No, you are. Yeah, there's yeah, one. Yeah, University of Alaska Anchorage. Oh yeah, there's god. one. It's, it's an Anchorage. Oh my god. Yeah. Um, so, not plural program. Yeah, I guess not. But she could go to grad school in Alaska if she really loved Seth, too. Don't does, do it, girl. Does she? No. He insists. She has to choose to make a decision now. Are you freaking kidding me? I'm fine with this. Didn't he He pull this shit at the beginning of this season? And didn't she say, time for you to go? I'm going to move out of my home and move in with my mother? Something like that. Kind of. damn it. He leans in for a kiss, and it's pretty dry and unreciprocated. Ew. He picks up his duffel bag and walks away. So, you, so you, you think this was a good move on his part to be like, well, you want to go to grad school? You can go to grad school in Anchorage. Like... Come on. I think, I mean, somebody had to call. Oh, someone had to, like... The other's bluff. Right. Like, yeah. Are are we together? Well, I don't understand why she's like, I have a boyfriend. Like, she's constantly saying that she's with Seth, too, and she has a boyfriend, and she hasn't even told him that she applied to grad school. Yeah. Like, how... She clearly doesn't. What? Like, what would they... also, like you said before, what are they even talking about? Nothing. Ever. They don't. Dear Justine, here are some... I'm going to describe some fish I caught today. <laughs> there was a big one and a blue one. There was also four birds that flew past my <clears throat> boat. One had beady orange eyes. The other was black with long wings. <laughs> Dear Seth, too. Thank you for the wonderful description of the fish and the birds. Life on the open ocean is so exciting. Nothing's going on here. Nothing at all. I love you forever. You're still my boyfriend for 
real? Totally and for sure. You're definitely still my boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> Tell people yes. all the time that you're my boyfriend. Call before you come back. <laughs> okay. So then step two is. I need 48 hours. You know, you know <laughs> I just need enough time to put my pants back on. Okay. Seth, two is down at the dock getting ready to board the water taxi. And he might be waiting for Justine to come and beg him to take her with him. But no. Her little red Chevy is pulling up to the time and tide where Luke is woodworking in the garage. Uh-uh. She walks up to him smiling and they stare at each other under some folksy music of longing. Yes. During the same montage, we cut to Seth, too, two more times scanning the horizon they really for Justine. really dragged this out. Oh. She never comes. I felt... Do I feel bad? I don't know. No. Yeah. I'm I mean, tired. No. I may have cared for like 5% for yeah. Seth, too. It was a little bit sad. It was sad, but... I mean, poor Seth, too. Well, here's why. This is what made me feel bad. She owed him... Something. She owed him a conversation. Yeah. Yeah. She owed him a call, at least, where she said, okay, I'm not going with you. Because I like this other guy, or for what... So we are breaking up. As opposed to the, like, like, essentially ghosting him on the docks. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's not okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, or at least, I mean, at the very least, I already got into this program. I'm going to do this program yeah. rather than reapply to Anchorage. Yeah. And also, if he's fishing on a boat all the time, why does it matter where she is? Like, right. she's not going to be on the boat with him. No, probably not. <laughs> Can you imagine? Right? Or is it, like, this whole fishing thing, is he on the boat? Is he living on the boat? Like, is it on the boat all the time? Or the boat comes back and forth and I he's think actually it probably living? Comes back and forth. Well, he actually sleeps. But I think they're out for a while. No, I think they're they're not not like they come back the every day. Yeah. They don't come back every day, no. right? Yeah. Right. So why would she want to be completely by herself in Anchorage in grad school? I she doesn't. Want to. It doesn't make any sense. No one wants that. Okay, let's let's wrap this up. A story. Hey, Ooh, guys, it's the awesome. last story of the last episode Aww. of season two. Aww. We can do this. <sighs> don't be sad. Olivia and Grace. Are talking outside the courthouse when Olivia shares that she broached the topic of a shared apartment in Seattle to Jack. And he crapped himself. He did not respond enthusiastically, and for the first time in their relationship, he left the next morning before she woke up. Uh uh. Olivia is getting choked up, saying she feels him slipping away. Grace says one person cannot do all the work in a relationship. Yeah, That's these, what her ex-husband taught her. These are warning signs, yeah. Olivia. Just in, yeah. Yeah. These are warnings. These yeah. are red flags. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. Back in Seattle, Jack and Jerry are hanging out. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. Imagine Jerry. In, in Jack's mind. <laughs> She's inside his mind. <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead, Jack. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, she compliments his rough draft of his next Sunday column. <laughs> is she his editor? I don't, I don't really understand why she saw, why he let her read the rough draft. Who the hell knows? Yeah. It's because I mean, she's in his head, and so yeah. they just share mental content. She also says, very good reporting. Which, oh which is different. It's a from column. A column, a column. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. Report like column is its own genre. Yeah. Nope. It's not the same thing as report. Anyway, there shouldn't be much reporting in a column. Nope. 
That's how I felt, too. Yeah. Anyway, they're strolling up to a bar and ordering drinks. Of course they are. She says, look, I know you don't need to be in Seattle today. I'm not judging. I get it. You need space. <laughs> you need a drink. <laughs> yeah. He grimaces and confides that Olivia wants to get a shared place in Seattle. And he kind of wants Seattle... To himself. Oh my god, he's a crazy person. Yeah. Like, what has he turned into in the past, like, yeah. half of a season? So yeah. she's like, like veered off into Insaneville. She's like, yeah, a place to do your own thing. Freedom. I get it, I'm cool. <laughs> oh god! You know, guys, where you can, you know, siphon out your entire life savings and yeah. buy a, I the, don't know. The subtext is that Olivia is not cool. Well, duh. Yeah. Then she's like, Olivia would just love to live in the same city as me, huh? Oh. Yeah, she's really working it. He's drinking his beer and looking thoughtful. Oh, my God. Later, Jack is back in Cedar Cove and has come to visit Olivia in her chambers. She is distant and doesn't even get up from her desk, which I thought was a bit of a power move. Oh, yeah. yeah of course it was. She says they're out of sync ever since he got that job at the Courier. He stands with his hands on the back of a chair saying that's not true. Of course it is. This is like the weirdest blocking. She she has a couch and chairs in her office and yet they're having this conversation with her behind her massive desk. Yeah. It's super it doesn't make it's wrong. Um yeah, who has a personal conversation about their relationship from behind a desk? Okay, anyway. She accuses him of being erratic and of running off to Seattle at the drop of a hat. True, right? Yes. He's like, What did I do? She's like, do you have to ask? And he's like, yeah, I, I really don't know. And then she says, what about my offer of getting a place together in Seattle? And then Grace barges in with news from the F story, and Jack says, I better be going. Because no one ever finishes a conversation no. on this show. Okay, now if you remember in the last episode, Olivia's colleague Tony has offered her a job doing night court. Yes. Oh my god. Uh, now we see the two of them walking down the street, and he's asking her if she's going to do it. She says she doesn't want the job permanently, but she'll fill in. He says he owes her big time, and she says she likes good good red wine. He says it's a date, and he hopes Jack knows how lucky he is. Wow. And, then, mm -hmm, and then she walks away looking tortured. But we've established that Olivia is a lovely woman who has options. She, yes, exactly. You're yeah. right. She doesn't have to be with an erratic newspaper man who is probably <laughs> drinking again and wants to move to Seattle without her. <laughs> and with the woman that he um, made up in his mind yes. that yeah. he's already married once. <laughs> oh, I love Jerry. I know, I love Jerry too. Character. Yeah. In the last scene, Olivia's fears are confirmed. Oh. He's in his kitchen pouring himself a drink. <gasps> As he swigs it, she walks in. Oh! Jack, she says, I used my key. They stare at each other in this new shared truth. She is disgusted and afraid, and he is drenched in shame. And then there's the folksy guitar music all over the whole thing. Oh, God. <sighs> yeah, sad. That's our recap. What the shit? They yeah. brought the key back. I know, the and key. The very last that thing she back? said. You guys, um... Let's wrap it up with five things you want to see happen on season three. Aww. What do you want to happen on Cedar Cove in season three? I want to see Jack and Jerry have the biggest wedding that Cedar <laughs> Cove has ever seen. Yeah. Yes. Invite everyone except Olivia and Grace. Yeah. Everyone except Olivia and Grace. 
And yes. what, have Moon officiate? Yes. 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 Oh, yes. I like it. The biggest wedding ever. It would be gorgeous. Oh, it would. It would be drenched in alcohol. It would be totally Oh, it would be so crazy. boozy. It would be <gasps> a whole be weekend. Super boozy. Oh, On the yeah. marina. Yes. Yes. It's going to be at least like one boat that gets sunk somehow. And they make a bunch of jokes about like this time there's, you know, a real officiant, not Elvis. Yes. And, and they're not going to get it annulled this time and blah, blah, yes. blah. That'd be awesome. That would be really awesome. I would like to see Allison and Peggy go take some self-defense classes together. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. And, like, really, um, you know, start kicking some ass. I'd like to see that. Yeah. I'd like to see them, good. like, working out their feelings on the heavy bag. I think that would yeah. be really fun. I like that. Yeah. Hmm. I'd like to see Teen Wolf take up, like, a dog walking <gasps> venture. Oh, It'll it be could be like a whole for him and for the dogs. Yeah, like a whole everybody getting their needs met. Like Caesar, Caesar, what's his name? Caesar. Oh, yeah, the guy. Yeah, yeah. With the show, yes. the dog whispers. The, the dog, dog whispers. He whisper. takes them running with his rollerblades. That yeah. sounds perfect for. He me. builds a pack mm -hmm. and introduces the dogs into the pack. Yeah. To all what if Luke PTSD? like just had a whole business where it was just like all his employees are vets? Yeah. Yeah. Vet business. Mm -hmm. And then they could have a reality TV show called Business. Vet business. Yeah. Vets business. Yeah. Aww. I could work. That'd be, yeah. <laughs> I would like to see Eric's ghost <laughs> return to Cedar Cove. And be visible and audible to us, the viewers, <laughs> not to anyone else oh my God, how in the town. Yeah. And so he would just, we would just occasionally see him pop into scenes and like try and talk to the people in them. Like, <laughs> Dad, can you hear me? <laughs> Dad, I'm dead, but I'm here. Yeah. And, and we're the only ones who can see it. And Jack keeps talking to like yeah. Olivia or whatever. Um, and every so often, like, if he concentrates hard enough, he can, like, knock a glass, like, something, the trophy off a mantle or something. <gasps> like, he can, like, um, yeah. and people sort of, like, feel maybe his presence. Yeah. But, yeah, he can't communicate. And so he's trapped having to sort of haunt Cedar Cove, but no one can, yeah. Ew. I, yeah, he should be dead in a ghost. Yeah. And everyone's all, people are like, is something wrong? Are you okay? Yeah. And then somebody else is like... I just had the weirdest sensation of yes. being leered at by a googly-eyed <laughs> <laughs> And it was really cold. Cold and clammy. My bangs got really cold. Ah! <laughs> My bangs went limp all of a sudden. I just don't know what happened. Has it been extra humid recently? I don't get it. Ew. Oh, gross. Ew, that's so disgusting. I love it. <laughs> That'd be fascinating. <laughs> Ugh, ew. Well, I kind of want... I want... Um, I want Cowboy Cliff and Alex to go full early 80s hair band music video. On each other? Yeah. What about Grace? You well, feel she's also part of this music video. <gasps> oh! Did Grace and... Oh, Grace and Alex could, like... Yeah. Well, Grace has the hots for Alex, yeah. for sure. 
That yeah, Grace could be like could have a hose and they're washing yeah, a car, yeah. a car, yeah. and Alex has a sponge, and, and she's like on the hood, yeah, rolling around, yeah. <laughs> Grace is spraying her with water, and, and like and Cowboy Cliff, like <laughs> yeah. he, he just kind of like walks by on what's the name of the horse? Oh, Duke, Duke, Duke. yeah, yeah. Him on Duke, just like trotting past in the background. Yeah. He does a double take with his... Oh, yeah, he does a double take. <laughs> and then he has to, like, lower his sunglasses. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> tips his hat. Yeah, he tips his hat. Gross. I would like to see Justine go, like, full New Age, wild, mystic, medicine, tarot <laughs> woman. I want to see her grow out her hair. I want to see her, like, dressing like Stevie Nicks. I want to see her getting into crystals and, like, (laughs) telling everyone how to cure themselves using stones from the earth. (laughs) (laughs) I want to see her diploma from the University of Phoenix. (laughs) (laughs) That was mean. I really wanted to go to college. I wanted to go to grad school. Well, And she's, like, mixing, like, herbal tinctures and, like, doing yeah. full moon rituals and stuff. Yep. <laughs> oh, my God. I want to see that. Yeah. I want to see that, too. Yeah. And I think she needs to get some layers in her hair. Like, yeah. Yes. The whole the, severe that, yeah, haircut's just, new haircut just too, too, too much. I know we've gone over five, but I want to see Luke shirtless. Oh. Oh, why not? Oh, yeah, please. Absolutely. I order I mean, that up, too. Yeah. Yes. We deserve something. Yeah. Yeah. Shirtless running with dogs. Oh, oh okay. yeah. hell yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you, you get shirtless yeah. and running action. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like yeah, a yeah. Daniel Day Lewis style running. Yes! Last of the Mohicans. Alright. Sounds yeah. great. I like that too. I like that too. And can I have one more request? Yeah. Yeah, of course. I want Olivia to have a smoking hot affair with Tony the DA. Yes. <laughs> and on the poker table when it's on with the cash poker and table. Ew, and it's cards. gonna suck. And I want her to. Bo- I want him to bone all the judgment out of her. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, she'll be a sack of dust in the end. <laughs> I think there's a wild woman in there. But it, she just, she needs to like get through the layers. Oh boy, I, I don't know. I'm just wondering. She's gonna have her own Sammy Hagar music video. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. Aunties. All right. Last, last thing. Since it is our, since we are gonna go on hiatus. Oh. Uh, um. See you next summer. Super quickly. What are you gonna do on your hiatus from No Helmet Required? Oh my god. I'm gonna sleep. I'm going to work. I'm going to sleep and work and do my chores. Aww. Yeah. Yeah. It's that time of year. It's it's the time of year where you have to, like, scramble it's and swirl yeah. all of your acorns together. Yeah. The winter totally. is coming. Yeah. yeah definitely. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, in all my free time, I'm just going to crochet leaves. Yeah. And oh, then yeah. and sprinkle them around to remind people that fall is coming. <laughs> and that like things, these things should be celebrated. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I've got a big ass shawl to finish. <gasps> I do too. Yeah. Yeah. We're okay. We, the the yeah, aunties are gonna are gonna knit shawls. I'm gonna I mean I'm still gonna i I'm gonna watch a ton of Hallmark. Oh, um, duh. <laughs> it's fall harvest. Yeah, fall harvest. Yeah, there's autumn in the vineyard. Well I guess we did that one last year. That's the yeah. last or was it summer in the vineyard and um, now it's autumn in the vineyard. 
We're going to get all the seasons, I guess. Yeah, we're going to get all the seasons. Mm-hmm. Oh, guys, yeah. by the way, happy autumnal equinox today. Yeah, happy Maven. Yeah. Yeah. Of course, when our listeners hear this, it will be multiple weeks after that. But... <laughs> uh, yeah, sorry, dear listener. We're, we're recording a lot of sessions in one night. So, but you know, whatever holiday it is when you're listening happy to Halloween this. Happy Halloween. Happy whatever it yeah. is. Happy Samhain. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and have a yeah, have a a wonderful 2018. Oh God! <laughs> and we'll see you. Just remember, yeah. Jerry. Like, if all else fails, just yeah. like get, get you know, develop your own Jerry in your mind, and we'll see you next summer. Yeah, listen to your good idea. Listen to your internal Jerry. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> My what final... would Jerry tell you what to do? Jerry what would Jerry you tell you to do? <laughs> <laughs> Imagine Jerry. Good advice. Imagine Jerry. Yeah. Next summer, a no helmet required, we'll be discussing the third and final season of Cedar Cove. In the meantime, we may recap a holiday movie if we can get our acts together during the school year. Yep. Maybe. Maybe. We'll no promises. Out. We hope so. Yeah. Yeah. Farewell, listeners. We advise you to go through life with a crooked smile and a knowing gaze. Please stay roughly within the law and use your down-home common sense. Yay!